0: Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds the good, the bad, the concerning, and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your host, Kimi, our passionate heart.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it.
1: Yes. Please. Okay. We're
0: back this week um, for a new episode. It's been crazy. The world is crazy right now. Sure but is. <laughs> glad, to, glad to catch up again with you, friend. Yes. And let's just jump into our checkup. How are you feeling? Where, where are you at?
1: I'm okay. I'm doing pretty pretty good. I can't complain, mm. you know. Um, it was a short week la- last week because of uh, mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving. So yeah. it felt like a long week, but it was short indeed. Um, but you know what? I got through it. God's grace. Thank you, Jesus. Because there was points and times I was thinking my whole (laughs) career.
0: Oh, um, those days are always interesting.
1: (laughs) Right? They are. Because it really has you contemplating like, is this what I'm supposed to do? But um, (laughs) uh, no, but overall, it was a good week, you know, a pretty good week. Mm -hmm. How about yourself?
0: Um, it was, uh, okay. It was okay. I, like I said, since our, since our last recording, we skipped a week, but uh, our episode went out this week, but, um, remember last time, the last episode, I was saying I was going to Chicago. So I went to that trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, di- I, di- I know listeners are going to be mad, but I didn't get the deep dish. <laughs> well, um. Yeah. Yeah, and anyway, if, if I know if, if, I, if I know what deep dish is, it's not the kind of pizza I like anyway. I think it's a one where it's a little bit more greasy and crispy at the bottom, if the crust. If it's
1: not done properly, yeah. If it's not oh, okay. done. Right. But if it's done right, it could be really tasty. Really mm. tasty. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think and gotta, from what I know, have a feeling for, if you if you like cheese, you'll yes. like deep dish. Because okay. there's a lot of damn cheese.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I think it's like the more richer pizza, which I think yes. is why I'm like, yes. I'm obviously, probably one slice is good, but that's just just to, to try it. But I think it's yeah. a little bit more intense than I like. But from what I know, I think I like Detroit and New York style. Yeah, mm-hmm. what I know. Um, But mm-hmm. so I didn't have that. But uh, Chicago, the weather was pretty bad. Not bad, but compared to Toronto, like last week, Toronto was still like really warm. Toronto was in the 25s.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And
0: then we went to uh, twenty five Celsius, and then we went to Chicago, and Chicago was like about maybe you're lucky if it hit twenty. <laughs> it was like fifteen to twenty, but um, cool windy city, the part, mm-hmm. windy city, um, we and 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 the side we're at is a little bit closer to the water. Right, as well as we were in the bougie, gentrified area. Oh, uh, it's called yes. Fulton Fulton Market, West Loop side of Chicago. So, oh yeah,
1: that's the real um, bougie area. Yeah,
0: it was very, very much gentrified. It was like literally like on a on a movie set, as like Mm-mm. it was so clean. It was like kind of quietish. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wow, this is not the Chicago I hear about. But obviously, it's just different. There's different parts of Chicago, and this little area that I happened to be in didn't explore too much was very much um, giving gentrified, which is fine. It was like a beautiful little area. I'd lived there. I'd worked there for a month. But it's interesting. I was going to share. Uh, I had an Uber driver back to the airport. It was a young 21-year-old guy from around the west side, more west side uh, side of Chicago, uh, the urban areas where there's a lot of crime and, and shit going on with D Block and O Block and Herbo yeah. and Bill Dirk, all the, all the drama, Chicago drama, real Chirac. And right. he was from that area, and we were talking, and he said, he asked me, do you fly a lot? Um, I said, mm, I don't think I fly a lot, but more than average, I would say. Like, I've been places mm-hmm. every once in a while. I'll take a trip. He's like, I've never, I've never flown a plane. I've never been anywhere outside of, uh, oh, Illinois or, or Indiana. And I was like, wow. And then I didn't get it. at first. I just thought he was scared of planes. And then he kind of was talking. I was like, there's a lot of traffic. So I was in the car with him for about forty five minutes. And oh yeah, he was just telling me it was just like an interesting inside look of somebody that age who grew up in that. And he said the reason right. he's driving Uber is he doesn't want to be a part of that. Um, he was already t- tiptoed in that life, and his father was in jail for many years, and his father came out of jail, and that was the reason why he got off the streets.
1: Wow. And,
0: um, yeah, so anyway, shout out to Max. Yeah, I got a real, it was an intro, I never told you yet, but it was really interesting, and it, it's like, normally, I don't really like to have the long, it was long talking, but because it was a long ride, and it was actually interesting to talk to him and give him encouragement. And right. um, yeah. Everything. So yeah, that was an interesting, a really cool, interesting experience. And then, second, you know, work week was a work week. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. okay. But um, unfortunately, with all the tragedy that's going on in the Middle East right now,
1: right? Slightly so awkward. Fun. Slightly. Right. Yeah. You know, prayer,
0: but first of all, prayer is up to all the civilians who were, right? um, you know, yeah. attacked and and all this uh, violence, war crimes, and all this stuff like on both sides. I don't right. have a side um but you know humanity is humanity so
1: that's the side I'm on humanity I'm on the
0: side of humanity
1: so that's it, that's prayers all.
0: up prayers yeah. up to all the victims um yeah. all right so
1: oh but you know what gonna... I wanted to mention with your story yeah. about your your driver there yeah. is that it's 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 so funny how stepping outside of where you live like literally step not not where you live, not down the street. Yeah, not but I'll down tell you over. Yeah. Like exactly. outside of where you live, how much it can enrich your life. Like oh, you yeah. can really change who you are when you get a chance to step outside of where you're and,
0: from. and great, you know, now and it's a great point because he did say something like that. He said, like since I drove uber i've met so many different people i drive them to the airport because he obviously he doesn't drive his uber in that area because they'll rob him they'll, they'll of course they mashed up his car i mean they didn't know it was his car so they mashed up the car and it wasn't until after his friends found out and he's like yo that's my car and then they're like oh that's your car okay sorry 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 they didn't know that was his car yeah
1: but you still mashed it are, up so thanks. yeah those
0: are these are people in his they know him they don't know it's right. their car so they're just gonna go in but Anyway, yeah, he says he doesn't take rides there, so he'll come out to like the bougie no, I areas. No,
1: like, I, I mean like taking a trip outside of where ah, yeah, like, yeah, and he, then traveling, mm. traveling in general, I find yeah, can really enrich a person, and it could really um, it could bring you back down to earth. It can make you love where you're from, you yeah, know. You know, um, I told him, I told him mm-hmm. that he's
0: and I I didn't at first, I didn't get it, but then when he kind of explained like where he's from and everything, it was, oh, it's just because your circumstances, you're from the hood, right. you don't have anybody. You just like you're you're scrapped like now it's like you have a vision you're meeting people and now you kind of want to explore. It like you're thinking about a little bit of doing that. Obviously, as he's scared. He said like he hasn't been outside of Chicago and he's only been one state over driven. And it's like I think when we had our travel episode, yeah. traveling while black, we yeah. talked about why it's not just it's not just to be like bougie and oh no.
1: It's, to it's like literally to horizons. give perspective yeah and i yeah, told him broaden he said, your horizons you know and that's it, something,
0: mm-hmm. no, so
1: that's go something
0: ahead, i was gonna say that's something i said i don't know the question he asked me and he was just curious he's just like yeah. you know he felt comfortable with me and so we we're yeah. talking and he said and i don't know what's curious but i told him like you know when I travel, travel is not just to get on a plane and go and sit on the beach. Sometimes you just want to see all the wonders of the world. Like you said, exactly. What you said different perspective. Yeah. And I told him about when I went to Arizona and I saw the Grand Canyon and how like you look at those things and you, it, these are reminders that we're just a speck. We're a speck in the universe. Right? God, this earth is like, we're lucky to be here. You know what I mean? We we're, we're here wonder. for a a spark. We're here for the 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 a, a flicker of a light, a flicker of a lighter or a candle. That's how long we're here when we think about how long this earth is here and, right? and the actual wonder of it itself, yeah. right? Yeah. And he it's, he it's was true. like, "Yeah, you know, I wish what I I wish if I had money, I could take all these young kids in my neighborhood and and take them there so they could see like life is bigger than this." This nonsense.
1: It sure is. And it it does give you a different perspective on life. I'm so grateful that my parents were very adventurous that way. Like they Mm. wanted to take me places and show me things. Um, And they wanted me to step outside of where I was from. And I could see why it's very valuable. So for that young man, I hope that you do get the opportunity. And thank you for doing the right thing. Thank Mm. you for not being a part of what's around you. Because it's so easy to fall into that, and you're trying desperately not to. And so, you know, kudos to him. If you ever do listen to this podcast, kudos to you that you are doing something more than what's almost expected of you from where you're from. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know? So, yeah, so, shout out to yeah. Max, my Uber driver in Chicago.
1: Max, we have to you up, Max! yeah Mm -hmm.
0: okay so yeah so it sounds like we're doing okay the world is in a scary place but and we just stay prayed up and find ways to um find joy and peace and gratitude uh, all right so we'll move into the headlines we're gonna keep it casual keep it casual and light and mm -hmm. just kind of go through our topics and then and do a call out um, but we'll start with the headlines that I can't even get away from, girl. Miss Jada,
1: Jada, shut up, now. <laughs> well,
0: okay. Before I get into it, first, because I know you're gonna tear her a new one. But yes! first, I want to say something. I want to. I want to say something for Jada. Jada, I know. Mm-hmm. You have a book to sell. You sure do. <laughs> yeah. You
1: sure I know.
0: Do. You feel what you're saying is very important. Ugh. And, you know, we're in a free country. You can say you want to say, but now it's kind of like, girl, you've been saying this shit for the past 10 years. Get over um, yourself,
1: Jada, please. Get, yeah, that's, I think,
0: yeah, that's, please. I think I want to say get over yourself. I don't personally like, um, I can understand people being annoyed because now I'm at the point where I'm like, girl, stop. But I also do feel like she's a little bit more vilified with, like, the whole situation between them. They both have partners. It's just her partner opened his mouth and told the world. But Will has his girlfriend. We've seen pictures with his Will with his girlfriend. Will was talking too much about himself too when he had his book talking about he vomits, gets sure sex with yeah. so much women that he was vomiting. I was like, Will, I didn't want to know that about you. Like, but it, it's terrible. interesting. But I guess like men in particular are gonna feel a way. They they're sympathizing with him. I'm not gonna invalidate their feelings, but I I am sensing a double standard. I'm um, now seeing that. Jada is now the quintessential example we have plenty of examples of male narcissists this oh, is one of our she,
1: if you want to see right the, up there with the you want to see girl, the right? book
0: textbook Jesus. textbook example of the female narcissist Jada's your girl
1: this is her <laughs> this is it this is it um, yeah and and I wanna okay we we already understand that jada she's had a really good run like she's had a really good career as an actress mm stepped outside and wanted to do this rock band business. That's when I gave her the side eye, but anywho. (coughs) The narcissism is just overwhelming, okay? Because this story feels like a constant for the last 10 years. And I don't really want to be in your business like that. So what happened recently is... um. Jada, she decided to do a sit-down talk interview. I forgot the name of the... She's done a few.
0: She's doing a bunch of them right now.
1: That's why I can't even remember. She, yeah. Anybody who will listen to this woman. But anywho, <laughs> she sat down in an interview and basically discussed her and uh, Will's relationship in that since 2016, her and Will decided that they were going to separate and live their own separate lives. Mm. 2016. Okay. When was the box? Of the century just last year. Last year. <laughs> <The> box <laughs> of the century was last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep that into perspective, people. Last year's was the box of the century. All right. When the box of the century was happening, I felt like there was something theatrical about this. There was something, there was a there was a note of like this is a you know. A Y and R type of situation. This is like a drama type of situation. Like mm. it, it, just didn't feel a hundred percent authentic, especially yeah. to Will Smith. All right, let's put that in perspective. So this woman continues, continues to put her business out in the street. Yeah, she's done interviews on top of interviews. I can't even remember how many damn interviewers have interviewed her on this damn topic. Everybody is going to town on their relationship. I don't know what the reason is outside of narcissism. I really don't understand it. Will, on the other hand, I don't understand why you constantly just leave this woman. Like, just divorce this woman. You guys have been separated since 2016. So technically, you kind of are divorced. You've been living your own mm, lives. You know what I think?
0: I think this is like just this is like the first step I think within a year or two that that divorce you
1: can't make a first step from 2016 virgin the step too big I mean, <laughs> in terms of like now that she said it the divorce is coming I mean, no, within a I year still or two. the divorce the divorce is coming I don't believe it man because I don't believe I don't, it? I don't believe the b- divorce there's no divorce coming let me tell okay you I thought about it let me tell you why Because why the hell, if you're going to fix and divorce yourself, did Will make a big old dirty stink on stage a box down people? Why did he do that? He put his reputation, he put his career, he put all of his accolades on the line when he boxed down Chris Rock on the stage. (laughs) You understand? The way you said it. So... (laughs) You got why, down. <laughs> why am I why am I thinking of divorcing you yet? I'm I'm gonna publicly humiliate our family, publicly humiliate myself, ruin my reputation. That's Nobody true. wants to work with me. Everybody thinks I'm a hothead. Like he went from being a squeaky clean actor mm-hmm. where we knew very little of his business, to now all of his business and his wife crotches is everywhere, everywhere you turn. To the point where, well, we now find out that one of the reasons why we think he boxed on Chris Rock is because Chris Rock probably asked out Jada.
0: Yep. Because they've been
1: separated since 2000 and damn 16. So what was the theatrics? Why did we do all of this? For what? Especially, it doesn't make any sense however you want to look at it. If you're going to get a divorce, why would you put your career on the line?
0: She's no, gonna you're take right.
1: half of everything you got. Oh, you're right. You I need can, that I, career. What you yeah. mean, huh? Yeah. That don't make no sense. Two, why, why are we acting like we're together? I don't, I don't understand this. People break up every damn day. Okay, like I understand you were, um, for a lot of people, like the epitome of black love. In Hollywood. I get it. However, we done we done booked the nonsense long time ago. That's why you felt it necessary in 2016 to hide from the rest of the public that you guys were not together. So we already knew it. You've been you they've been asking her about their relationship since 2016. Mm. So I missed me with it. These people are are really, really weird. Really, really strange. Okay. Um, Jada is a narcissist. She is the the queen of this shit. And what I really want to ask is, why are we still doing this? Like, why is this still happening? All your business is out in the street. We know that you guys have relationships. This one wants to write a book. That one wants to... Why are we going through the public humiliation? Why?
0: That's a good word. The public humiliation.
1: For what? What is it? Well, for? You know what? There but okay, well you said a lot of it things. It makes no sense. You said a lot <laughs> of
0: things. Um the humiliation piece, I, I think there's there's power in because if they don't humiliate themselves, everybody else will. There's so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm gonna own I'm gonna control my narrative. I'm gonna control whatever shame, whatever embarrassment people are gonna try on me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go put it out there first. Mm. So I actually Fine, like that that I get that. Um, there's also you said something about why he like you know why would he put his reputation
1: his career? Yeah, he put his his
0: reputation on the why would he do all of
1: that for what? So um and I do think there is to me as a woman,
0: um a black woman, there is a lot of honor in that, in that if you remember. They've kind of hinted at this kind of like all the things she said. They've kind of hinted it on the show, but they've said that you know there was a point in time when they're separated. They were probably still now. We know they're separated all this time, but there was a time when they they said they're not. They have said this. They are not getting a divorce. And like you said, um, I do think it has a lot to do with. This is over twenty five years of merging everything. Forget the kids because the kids are grown. But this is twenty. this is a biz like a like there's a lot of things that are wrapped up with each other, right? And especially their whole and then them as a couple are wrapped up as a Hollywood package. Not that they owe anybody anything, right? But I think there's there's honor in saying, you know what, this I especially he was married before and he said like I do not want to get a divorce. And for yeah, all we know
1: because they're gonna take half of your shit. And that there's probably a piece of that too. No, um, I think I'd that's per- the only at this point because when I look at Will, when I look at him, but he, doesn't- he doesn't look like he loves her. Mm. He looks like he's afraid of her. Mm. There is a vast difference with a man who actually loves you and one that but then is how afraid come he- of what you if- could bring him. But-, right? d- but but he's so protective of her. So i that's why no, I kind of don't... No, I don't think it's him that he's... Pre- I don't think he's protecting Jada. I think he's protecting himself. Mm. and here's why and i'll explain real quick the reason mm. why is because in jada's world right she's still in love with tupac okay that's what it
0: seems like it's kind she's of sick still at this in point. love
1: with tupac and the lasting image that tupac left before he left this world was that he was a bit of a gangster yeah or that he was from the streets you know yeah and well not so much Mm. Not so much. He's the cookie cutter type of boy, you know. He he's the Ken of the world. Like he he's the Ken of the black people. Like mm. he he's he's squeaky clean. So he has been made out for at least ten years, at least a decade, to be the biggest pom pom in the world. Okay, people have looked at God him. God, like you pom-pom. have to do him like that. <laughs> no, I'm gonna <laughs> do him like that because I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be honest. And to be quite honest, I don't like how Jillian. Uh, Jada and will have lied to us since two thousand and sixteen. You mm. fed me a bunch of bullshit trying to call it sugar. Well, I am calling that shit out. You are afraid of what this woman can bring you. You didn't have a big a strong enough backbone. You might have had the big enough dick, but you didn't have a strong enough backbone, okay to mm. handle someone like jada. That's why she's still. How long Tupac's been dead? How long Tupac... She has made it to the point where she wants her children, who are not Tupacs, to worship Mm. him. Mm. Okay? So, yeah, you hold them at a high regard. And I'm sorry, Will has never been the character to even come close to a Tupac. They weren't from... They're just not from the same world, okay? Mm -hmm. And so he's been made over the years, for many years, okay? Okay? that he's a big pom-pom and that he can't do, he's not that guy, you Mm. know? And this is why the slap, he wanted to reinvent himself as this strong black man who's protecting his wife missed me with the bullshit. You guys weren't technically even together. So Mm. I don't know what you are protecting. This is why it's the the theatrics of it all. It's all, uh, it's like a Broadway show because really, you guys have been apart since 2000. So why does it matter who she dates? If you've been apart that long, this is 2022, that you want to go box down people about your wife. Up until that point in time, you have been perceived as the biggest pom-pom in rap, in, in, in everything that you do when it comes to, I guess, the Black population and, and our culture. we A lot of people do not look at you as being hard, okay? So you wanted to claim back some of your manhood All right, by doing all doing the most, you know, I think that's what he wanted to do. And I and I feel like in Hollywood specifically, they all know that Jada has been out here in these streets after August, uh, Alcina, whatever his name is, after that, you know how big of a pum pum will look like. Yeah, so he had to reclaim some of his manhood. That was the slap. That mm-hmm. was him reclaiming some of his mind. But either way, I feel like Jada is um you need to shut the hell up. That's what you need. Yeah, to do. I don't wanna there's just too much I can't I, speculate I'm tired enough, enough. But I just opinion. want her
0: I want her to stop. I want her to go hey, I don't even mind if um I think red table talk got cancelled off of Facebook from my understanding, but I I don't think she'll have a problem in get finding somewhere for it. But um I want her to go back to pretending to be a self-help girl, even though she is a little bit pretentious. But fine, that she can own that. But stop talking about your marriage. We go. We have every facet. We know too much. We don't want to know anymore. You're clearly trying to sell a book. Um, Both of you were. Both, both of you them, were. Both of them were. Um, but I, I just think that, fine, okay, you guys? The books are out. Shut the fuck up. Uh, that's, <laughs> I'm all like gotta like, that's
1: all I, I got to say. That's all I got to say. And on top book. of that, it's like, at this point... You're making yourself look really horrible to your fans because a lot of people like myself who have kept up with both of their careers and their marriage over the years, I feel like this is a real slap in the face to me because as your, as your, your fan, why would you feel it necessary to lie like that? You yeah. could have just said, listen, we're in an open relationship or you know what? Our marriage is off limits. Okay? Don't ask me about my marriage. Our marriage is off limits.
0: We don't know no one's going to respect that. And the minute they know that, they want to know who your partner is. So I do get it. Why? But, but why-
1: the, it's not that they weren't in the public eye. They were in the public eye. And they have that much pull in Hollywood where if they said marriage is off topics, they would get away with it. They would get no. away with it. They have enough pull in the, in the industry. I just don't think that this is the way to go. Like... And and you know what? At this point, I don't give a shit. Just stop (laughs) talking about it. I don't care anymore. You guys are are pushing it down people's throats and we don't care to hear. We don't care Mm. to listen. We don't want to know anymore. You Mm. know, Um, you're just a bunch of liars to me in my eyes. I don't care that your marriage is the way it is. I really don't. It's the fact that you guys stuck with this lie for so long. Even through the August Alcina situation, you stuck through it like you guys were bim and bam and bati and bench, but you weren't. So, like, forgive me for not giving a shit anymore. Will, you're handling this a lot more classier than Jada is. Jada, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. And with that... Because we're talking about Jada, we should move on to Tupac because she can't get enough of this damn Tupac. Tupac's been dead for 20 plus odd years. Okay. okay
0: yeah, so now they have the kill now <coughs> it's it's mm-hmm. interesting timing now, right? Because she's out there promoting her book and then they recently arrested um his killer. Is it Keefy D? That's the mm-hmm. guy by the name of Keefy D. And I know there's a video, I don't know, I'm sure they had other infinite evidence, but there is a video going around that was from DJ Vlad that, mm-hmm. contrib- that contributed to it. And pretty much in that video, Vlad says, um, what would you something do with Tupac's killer? What do you think they would do with Tupac's killer? Or what do you think Tupac's killer would say or something like that? And he said, and his response was, I'd say, and he literally says, I'd say.
1: I was like, damn, fool. You let this, these people (laughs) get, like, um, have you seen that video? I have seen the video, and I Mm. was, I was like, okay, why would you say that? Like, you just got out of jail. (laughs) You just got out of jail, bro. Like, literally, you just got out of jail maybe a couple months ago, or a few months ago, um, or last year sometime, and I'm like, why are you saying? You know that's an admission, right? Like you just mm. admitted that you killed him. When you, and and that's a not that's not a Freudian slip, okay? That's a real deal. You were you were admitting to something. Um, Kifidi Kifidi is gonna come out with some stuff. I feel like he's gonna drop the mic in a minute. He is well, gonna actually, tell us some stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me
0: yeah. set like this. So essentially, we're talking about. I was like, uh, they said that the person responsible for t- t- Tupac's death, Tupac Shakur's death, is this guy named Kifidi, D, And he's incriminated himself. And there's been lots of rumors. There's been lots of books. There's been lots of things going around pointing to him, but yeah. there's never enough evidence. Since him,
1: Tupac right? was shot, people have been yes. saying so this. So it's like mm-hmm.
0: it's one of those things where everybody knows. It's like it's a known secret. Everybody knows that this is who did it, but. He was never convicted, right? And so now, after all the evidence was acc- acclimated and he was finally arrested, um, and these people, now he's going to sing like a canary. Well, that's yeah. a worry. The worry is, obviously, he wasn't the only one. He wasn't working on his own. Um, things like this rarely ever happen by one individual making that decision.
1: No, and he was can't. protected.
0: He was clearly protected as well. For yeah. him not to, for everybody, so much people to know who the killer was, and nobody to really inc- incriminate him. So there is obviously some something going on in, behind the scenes.
1: And when you say that word protection, in order yeah. to have that kind of protection, you got to know people who are high up who got yeah. that type of money. Let's mm-hmm. put that in perspective. Did he? Yeah. Would he qualify for one of them people that? Yeah, he would. Yeah, he, he would. would. But anywho, go on. Mm-hmm. Keefy D can't keep his damn mouth shut. But, um, mm, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, first of all, um, thank
0: goodness there was justice, first of all. Thank goodness that justice was served. And usually, honestly, when people of this caliber, unless you're like John F. Kennedy, sorry. But right. like, when people of this caliber, like presidents and somebody like this who is well, well-known, a public figure and well-loved, um, you, you're rarely going to get away from it, away, no, away with it. And whether it's the the court of public opinion or the real yeah. court, where finally justice will be served, and I do believe, like to your point, where uh, some people are going to be incriminated, whether it's actually Diddy, whether whoever else is involved in this, names are going to be dropped. Um, I think unless there's like an Epstein thing where the man just there's
1: gonna be a whole tell out book. Just you wait.
0: Um. So. it's it's crazy and it's um interesting but if i want to think back me if i want to personalize this a little bit like Mm -hmm. we think about when we were kids like we were literally kids when um tupac died but like it doesn't matter like his music it was tupac and tupac and biggie and there's even as kids we're like oh west side we yeah. don't understand. Like now we think well, we're in Toronto. We don't really know what's real, real. We're talking about all yeah. the drama, reading right. By Magazine, The Source Magazine, and getting right. in the drama, but we don't really know what's what, right? But regardless, we were literally kids in grade school when all this happened. And we we're like, and, to, and we we're like, we're in beef, beef, beef. But I was like, when he actually died. When he died, I was a child but I was like, wow, I cried because I love Tupac. I thought he was I like, love Tupac. Okay, I I, I thought absolutely
1: he was so, loved him. I
0: thought I was like he's, he's like he's gangster but he's a poet. He's so good looking, yep. he's a good actor. Everything about him like you know, always like, you know, for the artsy fartsies So I was like, yeah, he's gangster and he said some crazy shit, but he's also like really creative and artistic right he's not like he's a real artist uh i think that's the part that jade is obsessed with but um regardless like i remember i was thinking i was like like literally like crying. i I I think
1: i was in grade nine i believe it It was early high school and what see i love tupac because he was relatable for everybody everybody Everybody. he spoke to the soul he spoke to the heart he he yeah. literally spoke to the heart. And it just, to, just a brief moment of when I realized that mm-hmm. was when mm-hmm. my parents, yep. when my parents listened to his music and was like, huh, oh, okay. I remember my parents, they were like, okay, this boy is saying something. He's mm-hmm. saying something real, you know? And he, that's when I knew that, okay, this is not just a rapper. This is an activist. He's speaking... Yeah for us he's speaking Mm. from a perspective of a black person especially in his in in his life in his neighborhood how he grew up it wasn't easy it was very rough for him um and so the fact that he made it out of all of that and and could tell us about it was and he was a good storyteller
0: like amazing music
1: he could really depict a a, a real scene and a real Mm. understanding of his life and what was going on with him and what was going on at the time not just him but at the time yeah right I believe that was like maybe towards the ending of the crack pandemic Mm. yeah pandemic it was a crack epidemic. epidemic epidemic yeah Right. And so uh, Tupac, you know, he spoke volumes and what and he was a, he was just a creative being mm. because it didn't matter what he went into. He went into acting. He was stellar, like just stellar actor, you know, um, his music. Then when he started to talk and, and what his message, what he was trying to deliver on, on the countless interviews that he had, he was an activist. Like he's very much an activist for black people and oh, you yeah. can tell it was deeply rooted in him. Oh
0: yeah, if his mom and, was a Black Panther. Parents,
1: exactly. And you can tell that his parents had an influence on his thinking. Um and he was a poet. So he had he had a lot underneath his belt and it was so sad when he left. So Kifidi, if you were the one that killed Tupac, understand. Once you get convicted of this, there's going to be a lot of people that don't like you. And and don't want to see you see you win, okay so but after you drop your tell book after you drop <laughs> your book, people want the names, yeah, no, people want the names because from my understanding, the word on the street is that Kifi d at one point was protection for Diddy, and mm. this is where they th- this is where they think in their theory that Diddy pretty much contracted contracted him to kill Tupac. Because mm. at the time, it was Tupac and it was Biggie. That was it. They were holding down everything. Everything. Mm. Okay? And um, I could see Keefe D definitely talking some truth about what happened back then. And I think, you know, Diddy is, is feeling the heat. I think he's feeling the heat. The other day he came on, I think it was Instagram or TikTok Mm. or one of them today And he um, was making like a public announcement to everybody that, you know, he needs our support. and, And God told him to ask us for support and all this shit. Why would you feel you need support? That's what I'm thinking. You never needed support when you were stepping on all those Black people to get to where you are. But now all of a sudden you want support? miss me with it. Diddy, I uh, uh, stopped. Listen, from back then, I thought you had something to do with it. From back then, I said, th- I said, yeah, Diddy has something to do with this. And it's going to come out in time. And right when you're at your, your peak, where you're at the the height of your career, mm. is when you're going to fall the farthest. So you better hope that this Keefee D, okay, you better you should have hooked his ass up when he came out of jail. That's why he wouldn't have been blasting your name in all of this nonsense. But um, Tupac, man, Ooh. you are you are one that was truly lost and, and you are truly cherished. And you can tell because Jada can't come off your dick. All now she can't <laughs> all now. You know, um, but Keefy D, you're gonna you're gonna get yours, don't you worry. And he and when he does he's dragging everybody down with him. Because he ain't got shit to lose. So, you know, you gotta be worried about those people who ain't got shit to lose. You understand? Diddy? Uh, okay. Mr. Diddy. Let's move on to talk about Drake and his new album.
0: So, uh, yeah. We're gonna move on to Drizzy. Drizzy Drake, Aubrey Graham, the boy. (laughs) Um... He released his album last week for all the dogs, yeah um it was highly anticipated,
1: just yeah. in general, because any
0: big artist um who's releasing, regardless even if it's somebody who's dropping like crazy um is we're gonna there's gonna be some anticipation want what's gonna be on it, whether we know it's gonna be good or bad, um you know, we're waiting for it, and so it came out. I didn't get to listen to it till earlier this week, but they need to. There there was so much drama surrounding it. But you know what, every time he releases an album, social media is like, you know, he's that kind of
1: artist. He's,
0: yeah. He came up in the social media era, so that that just works in his favor at the end of the yeah. day. Um but yeah, so for all the dolls came out came out and first the first thing is Joe Budden. Joe Budden
1: <laughs>
0: Joe, Joe Budden, Budden loves Drake's music. I don't know if he him, but he he's a fan of Drake's music, and he, he said it too. He said and he's and he said even in that episode that's gone viral that I'm gonna bring up, um, he 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 has gone, he has he's known he's that's why he I, the only reason I knew about the album was because Joe Budden kept on saying that he's waiting for it, <laughs> like okay, like that's how I knew that oh Drake is dropping soon, and so, um. Joe Budden on his episode pretty much was a little bit um, critical of the episode and essentially to say it in a nutshell um, he was saying that you know essentially he feels that Drake needs to grow up and mature and I feel like most people kind of agree with that because Mm -hmm. we have to remember Drake is either 37 or 38. Drake is like I think he's turning thirty-seven this year. He's in the 37, 38 range, right? And um, yeah, because the reason why I feel like he's people thirty-six like,
1: to be exact, and he'll be Oh, thirty-six, seven. He's
0: turning thirty-seven. Okay, yeah. This so,
1: month. This month. This month. Yeah,
0: this October's his birthday. October's very own. Um, so, and I I get where he was coming from. Now that I have listened to it. But um, he's like, stop fucking with the 25 year olds. And of course, Drake came back and ripped him a new one um, because Drake is very petty like that. And I'll just kind of do a a, a few of the the one liners that I was like, ooh, shots fired. Um, (laughs) No, it's just funny to see. It's just funny to see grown men. Forty-year-old men, are you? It's just funny. It's okay. It's like we all like, just like everybody wants to create cat fights and animosity between women celebrities. Mm-hmm. It's, it's entertaining for once to look at the men be catty. And yep. so he, first of all, he says that Joe Budden failed at music. You mm. left it because you are doing. You left it to do to be on the mic and do things like this clip. Um, for any artist watching this, remember you are watching a failure. That's what he said about him. He said something about his outfits. He said you switch careers cause the things that pop into your brain have you broke for a living, checked and having you living check to check, and the raps you write had four hundred and fifty men showing up to your shows and in dusty Iniche jeans. Damn. Ooh, okay. Great.
1: Aniche, put Iniche in there.
0: Remember Iniche? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why did yeah. you put
1: Nietzsche in it? he
0: said, you retired and you never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We wow. know you are doing this. You, we know you. We know you for doing this. You withdrew from the rap game because you accomplished all you need to. It's because it wasn't. Not because you accomplished everything you need to, because it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in the, this generation to think that the whole... Shit, I lost my place. To, okay, anybody in, in the generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their opinion is a real thing. Well, come on now, Drake. That I don't agree with that. This is a man projecting his own self-hate, and the fact that I... And the fact I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need to put it in simpler terms, I own a seven sixty seven. He owns a modest house in the nine seven three and flies first class on special occasions. Ouch. Okay, Drake being a petty king. But anyway,
1: the regardless, thing, what I'll say about Drake though is, if you hmm. come for him, if oh, you come for Drake, he will come back. He it might not be right finish away, it. but he's for you. He will finish, he will finish it for it. you. <laughs> he will. Finish. He will there's so many examples of this so, so many. i don't un- i don't understand why people still come for drake but anyhow um joe so Budden, me- mm-hmm. yeah go on what are you gonna say mm-hmm. no go
0: go ahead and see what you're gonna say about i was gonna
1: say that joe Budden, honestly like i know that you're a fan right i know yeah, that you're yeah. a fan um and i feel like you kind of live vicariously through him he does maybe that's why you can't wait for his album Mm -hmm. okay because you want to live vicariously through him but i'll be honest drake's music has fell off in my book Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. has fell off from when if you think about the progression of his career like he's almost bubblegum rap now i'm sorry i'm sorry he has bars don't go don't come for me drake fans (laughs) i love drake i actually really enjoy his music um Mm -hmm. and i've listened to the majority of his albums yeah. However, the last two, meaning the one just before this one and this one, I have not. Only because I can't ever turn on the radio and not hear Drake. Okay? And sometimes, you know, a bit of a break in a career is really, it's it's really, it's necessary. It's necessary to have a break. It, it's necessary to change your perspective. It's necessary to um, have something new to say. Because I yeah. feel like the last two albums are very on the same flex, like they're kind of on the same flex. I don't think he's had much new things to say, and I think he believes it too, Drake himself, because he's gonna yeah. take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, you can't turn on the radio and not hear him. I mean, no. that's a good thing when it comes that's to that's a good thing. It, yeah. it, it is a great thing. However, you become so um saturated in the industry that it's easier for your competition to come in and swoop your fans away because they're coming with something different they're coming with it's like looking at something with a fresh pair of eyes yeah right and you know what he
0: he doesn't have he doesn't to your point like him taking a break thank god He does not have a thing to prove. He's solidified. He's solidified.
1: Like stop this.
0: Like you're solidified. Like you're good. And Joe
1: Budden, I feel like a part of what he said is true. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Uh, Drake, you are almost forty years old. Okay, the Playboy look can only run so long. Look at your daddy. Okay, (laughs) look at your daddy. Um, it's not running for him no more. Okay, he's trying to get clout off of you, his son. Okay? Because <laughs> Drake's daddy had a few things to say to the haters, aka Joe Budden. Um and basically he said don't come for my son. Okay? Stop this nonsense. However, we know that Joe Budden, you're a little salty because Drake is who you would want to have been in this career, music. That's who you w- would have want to have been. Um and you're not Okay, and your career is is shot to shit. You're on a different projection, and that's fine. That's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. you do your own thing. But Joe Budden has, you know, he's salty about his career in general. So Drake is not the first and only person that he, you know, Joe Budden has tried to attack in this music industry thing. He's not the first. Yes, he does attack him more than most. But I think it's because he can see himself in him. He can yeah, see himself clear. in yeah. Drake, right? Drake, you need to go sit down a little bit. Go do be a father for a little while. Come with a different perspective. Have something else to say. You you know, a lot of your music is, is very redundant. And now you're trying to be somebody you're not. The last video that I saw, he had some clips in his hair. And I was like, Drake, uh... Who you pick that up from? Where you get that from? We don't do that up here in Toronto. I'm sorry, Um, we just—it's just not our flex. That's more like a down south type of a flex with all these clips in his hair and stuff. Um, So Drake, he came for you. He came for you, Joe. He—he had that response lined up and ready, Um, and you know, I didn't like how he focused. Towards the end, on a jet and money and things like that, like yeah, I know yeah that, that's that like in this world yeah to his ego, like I understand yeah. it was an attack to Joe budden's ego to talk about in terms of how much he has versus how much Joe Budden has. I get that, but mm. it was kind of cheesy, you know what yeah. I mean you didn't need that at the end. You made your point quite clear before that time, so you could have left that out, you know what I mean, like he did make his point crystal clear. He didn't need to add that. I, I just thought it was, like, kind of, I don't know, macho-y, and I just didn't want to hear that shit. Like, Drake, you just need to go sit down, and Joe Budden, your career's done. Just accept it. It's over. It's never coming back. You're on a different projection. Like, just stop, you know?
0: Hmm. So, okay, so that was the drama. Let me get to actual to the actual music. I took a look, listened to i did, probably... Probably two full listens, but um, the, I'm most engaged with the first half. There's 23 tracks. What did I say, people? What I say? No more than 15. 15. <laughs> uh, no more than Blood Club, 15. See? 23. Like, after, Like okay, anyway, I'm getting upset. I'm getting. Remember, we always talk about this. I always get upset. <laughs> when you true. give me a long ass album like Chris Brown, Message You, no oh, more God. than 15. Okay, so. 23 tracks, and I would say up until 12, I'm engaged. I'm engaged all the way up until track 12. That's about halfway, so he could have cut that up after 12, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, It's a
1: double-disc type of thing, you know? It's a, it's a double Definitely, disc. if we were still in CD world, this would have been a double-disc. No, but disc. That's, the, that's what it feels like it's like that's what
0: you, it, oh you're right i get it yeah it does feel like that okay i get it yeah they're doing it in streaming true 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 you're right you know what and i mean like a,
1: it's a, like it feels like a double disc type of there thing is literally
0: an interlude out. at track 12 there's actually See? there's literally an interlude at track 12 called screw the world about with a dj Screw style um track and um so oh, you're right that's exactly what it is anyway i'll just say my call outs um drake's gonna be drake you know we're talking about redundancy and he needs to mature and he needs to grow up, but he knows how to put out a solid, interesting album. He sure does. So so we, we're not, we're not saying any, I well personally, I'm someone, I'm not saying anything really bad about it, but like to the point, it'd be interesting to see when he comes back there for two, three years, how he sounds as a mature. Like as we see, we saw, we saw Jay-Z mature. The thing about Jay-Z, why people say Jay-Z is the best. He got to live to see him turn 50 outside wow. of some of the other top rappers, but they continue. And I'll even put now Kendrick in that category. We've seen that each album, there's a, there's growth, there's each growth. album, you see a growth in the artistry. You see a growth in the content and right. that is so, it's so rare. And so that's why we put them on a pedestal for people are listening and kind of don't get why these people are on a pedestal and that's that they've gotten older. And each time they've gotten older, every time they have a new album, there's growth, there's change, there's maturity in the artistry. E-
1: and, and even that's, change of flow and change of vibe. Yeah, and versatility. Of, yeah, yeah. Like it's necessary. And that's why a lot of people will say that Lil Wayne, little mm. Wayne is wicked rapper. He's one of the best because mm-hmm. you can see even in, even in his cadence, he changes it up. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, Drake, I love ya. You are honestly a dope artist, but I need to hear something other than what you've been doing because you've been on this whole playboy tough guy image, which I, 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 I don't know if it's a hundred percent you. Okay. Mm. Um, I know that if people come for you, you'll, you'll make sure you settle shit. Like I, I, I get that and I can respect that, but I feel like, um, your music is so redundant now. Like it shows no growth. It shows no, um, to be honest, even talent. He's so talented. Mm. And it's just this bubblegum rap that you're about right now. You know what I mean? And it, it, you're so saturated, like you've saturated the industry. So like the music so much Drake that we can't turn on the radio without hearing you. Right. So if that's the case, can I hear something different? Mm. If I'm, you know, I could turn it, I could turn on the radio in the morning and hear a Drake song and turn on the radio in the afternoon and hear the same damn goddamn Drake song with a different title. But anyway, you know what, Drake, you do the damn thing. And you know what? Yeah. I will give you respect is that you're not going to let someone like Joe Budden come along and disrespect you. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, but I think you should take heed to what he's saying because people like him are what also keep you relevant to Drake. Yeah. People like yeah, his him. Platform, are,
0: his platform. is Right. Like they keep relevant. you
1: relevant too. And if they're dissing your music, you know, I'm just saying, you're not changing for anybody, or especially Joe now that Budden, you... but in the same breath, you can, you need to do something different, Drake, and I think you need now... to take a pause, that's what you need yeah. to do.
0: Now that you say that, that's probably why Drake was actually pissed, like, the fact that Drake actually went there and wrote all these paragraphs is like, he's like, damn, like, this guy, you know, this is not the first rapper who's upset for Joe Budden for criticizing, um, an album which is fine that's his job like that's that's content that's viral so i don't really care but he's probably like damn this guy's using his platform and now everybody's jumping his shoe everybody's jumping on the bandwagon with the same criticism anyway not my problem drake's gonna be fine So i want to just do a quick thing um i didn't uh, so album first half intro amazing crazy second track with teezo touchdown um he's on uh Tizo Touchdown was on another album I just listened to that was really good. Oh, he was on Diddy's and there was on another one. I don't know, but it looks like this Tizo Touchdown, he's a new feature. He's like the New Weekend or something because oh. I, every time I hear him featured, I like the song. The song with 21 Savage, you know, anytime he has anything with 21 Savage, it's going to be solid. And then um, Fear of Heights with his little boys on there. Fear of Heights is always... No, Daylight is his little boys on. The song where he's supposedly dissing Rihanna is Fear of Heights as well. And then he has a track with um, J. Cole, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty strong track there on the album called First Person Shooter. And but then, it's J.
1: Cole. Like, come on, though. Anything you put J. Cole on.
0: It's going to be solid. Yeah, true, true, true.
1: And I like J. Cole a lot. Oh, I love him. Like, I actually love him. He he's changes- actually in my top he's one of my top two. Like mm. I would say he's in my top five. Yeah. And he's in the top three of that five. Mm. Yeah. Good it- list. Good list. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask
0: is. you, I'm going to, well hold on to that. I'm going to ask you what is in your top three in a second. And then Baham- outside of Slime you out, which grew on me, slimy you out. At first I was like, not feeling it with SZA, the one right. with the Hollywood, but now it's actually grown on me a lot. And the Bahama promises. Okay. Those are my first- that's mostly the first half. Uh, those are the songs that I, I'm going to go back to. Everything else,
1: yeah. Right? Anyway. <laughs> yes, and so, well, with that being said, we will uh, move in to the call out. The call out. The call out. Yes, this is where we put each other in the hot seat. We ask each other random questions that have to be answered. And so, my question is, you know we were talking a little bit earlier, It kind of relates to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, and my question is, mm-hmm. do you think it's possible for a divorced slash separated couple to still live together? Do you yep. think that that's actually possible where you can still live separate lives but live under one roof
0: I do. I had to answer right away yeah, I do I do think that is possible because is you know you're somebody who's now Married, um, but as objectively, uh, uh, I would say that if you're, especially if you're married over twenty years, come on, bro. over twenty years, that's why some people don't even get divorced. They may not even love the person, but they're like, I'm not doing this again with somebody else. Right? It's it's a lot. So I actually get it. Like I actually commend people who can move out of that situation and go and try and find new love. That's very brave of you. That's very adventurous of you because I do think. Um, we're built to humans want comfort. We want, we, right. we're creatures, we're creatures of um comfort at the end of the day. And like, right. for the most part. So if you are at P, as long as you're not at war, or it's like a talk, a really toxic situation. Yeah. Why, why change that? Why be right. on your own? It's like, you still have that person. You may not love them like how you loved them 20 years ago when you are first married and stuff, but there's still a natural love that's still ebbing and flowing because unless that person is completely done something up uh, reprehensible even sometimes they do you're still gonna love them because those years
1: right have been
0: put in so right. personally right. i think it's completely possible whether it's healthy or not i don't know i can't judge but i definitely see i've seen we've seen it outside of the yeah. example we're using we've yeah. i actually had seen it before
1: yeah no well yeah well you know what i feel like uh even myself I'm finding it hard to really answer this question definitively because I I do think it's possible depending on the situation. Yeah. But overall I don't think it's a, a very healthy situation and therefore long term it's not possible. Because that's where I'm I'm at a twist here with my own question. So if if the situation is I've been there with you for 20 years we're just not Compatible anymore. And so I still care for you. Maybe we even have children invested in this relationship that are big and grown, whatever, whatever. I still care for you. So I could see, you know, especially in this economy, I could see, yes, people deciding to stay together. If we have a big house, that's another thing. If we have a big house, listen. I'm not trying to see the brides that you're bringing up in this house. I'm not trying to see it. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of that. And maybe that's a pride thing. Maybe it's a jealous thing. Maybe it's an mm. immature thing. But I think that when you have love with someone for so long, in a loving well, in a, a typically the the position that you're taking is that you love that person and that you made a life with them. And mm-hmm. it came to an end. But you still initially got into it with that idea. So you don't lose that idea over 20 years. So I would find it hard to adjust to that person now having a significant other that's coming in and out of my house. I would have a hard time with that. That's just me. Yeah. That's me. I've seen it done. Now, do I think that it's a healthy situation for a long term? No. No. I think that, you know, maybe until one person gets off their feet, you know, um, I can see it being a convenience thing. Like yeah. right now with the economy, I can see all of that. But for a long term, another 20 years, I don't know. I don't know. But what, I think but, there's too hmm. much wound up in that relationship that's outside of just being friends. But, right? you know,
0: there's there's a, there's a viral uh quote or video going around where I think somebody was asking Michelle Obama how they were able to sustain their marriage. And her answer was, you know, a lot of people were, especially our generation or younger, um, they were like, she just said, don't get a divorce. Straight goods, don't get the divorce. Because like, you know, people, we have ebbs and flows, right? Right. And and so Mm -hmm. again, we've seen Lots of people, again, I say, I think it's a natural of human nature, who've been together, they've grown apart, even all had different relationships and everything. And now 20 years later, they, you know, they find each other again. That's the thing. So it's like when you don't give yourself the option of divorce. Right. Hey, there's always, that's the option of you finding yourself back into that love. Again, I'm not saying it's good or bad or what I... But I personally believe it's truly, truly possible. It's probably even preferred. Unless, obviously, you're in a completely dis- disgusting, toxic situation. And,
1: and that's that's where... It, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why sometimes having a bigger house could be oh, yeah. a, the, mm-hmm. the epitome of I feel like you need that space what do you think you need somebody... to have it like I'm sorry mm-hmm. if I want to bring okay if you're in a mm-hmm. situation you and this husband or divorce or long-term relationship you're separated okay you've 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 shared your body your mind your what? soul yeah your mm. everything with that person I'm not watching no damn heifer come up in my house, bro. I'm not watching this bitch come up in my house. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. You could be a great person, right? But it's the simple fact of now I have to shift my brain to seeing you you with another, right? Mm -hmm. And that could be difficult. And it could be draining. And it could create a toxic environment. So, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it is, but not for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's healthy for a long period of time. Not only that, but if I'm stepping on the outside looking in, right? You is not bringing me to this house with your ex wife. Bruh, I'm not coming to your house. No, I'm saying people like in
0: that situation, you're definitely not bringing your new partners to your home. Like, I'm not picturing. At what
1: point, right? Because if you have a new love in your life, Mm-hmm. And they're serious, they're gonna want to know where you live. Well,
0: they're gonna they're wanna see, if where they, you but live. if they
1: no, but if they know the situation, like you
0: said, if I'm that new love, right? uh-huh, That's even
1: more reason why I need to see how the fuck you live. Because how are we doing <laughs> this? Yeah, but the thing is, you're
0: as a new love, you're going in knowing you're already at a disadvantage. Because the person is you're already for you to 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 voluntarily agree to move forward with that situation, knowing it, hey.
1: Right, but it, right? exactly, and so for me to go forward, right, mm. I would have to be able to see how this is set up. <laughs> if we're say, if we're sharing like, the same the bed, here? what's <laughs> the setup here? Nah, mm-hmm. bro, we need to have a full apartment downstairs in the basement or something, and you have the full top half of the house or something. We need oh, to sorry. have a division. I have a
0: story to add to this. Okay, let's not talk mm-hmm. about like rich celebrities. Forget them. They're living in another world.
1: Right? But, the like,
0: I remember um, somebody I know, um, they're dating or whatever, and they're older, and um, she met this guy at church. And he um, he was, like, a, you know, he I think he did something in the church, like he was a volunteer or something, I think in the music, uh, audio engineering section. And she was talking to him, and what she learned is that he is pretty much separated or divorced. I don't know if it was divorced, but he's definitely like him and the wife done long time, but he was living in the basement of the home. And the wife was upstairs with the kids, right? Mm -hmm. But mind you, the marriage is done, but like we're talking about how, you know, for him maybe too, he's probably thinking, hey, that's one less piece of rent. Like, yes, there's freedom where you can, there's freedom and you can bring all your women there to your new place if you get a little apartment But you're like, well, I'm going to go hitch up an apartment when I have a whole house here that I'm, I'm paying for half for already anyway. So I kind of get that. (laughs) If I put myself in his shoes, I get it. But then if you're ready to move on and have a new woman, like my friend, um, yeah, it's uncomfortable. That woman is like, especially if you really want to do, like you want to uh, get somewhere with her. Like it's like you want to get past the dating stage. And the dating stage, okay, sure, who cares? But like even my, this person has a grown woman, bigger man. They're like, I'm not going to nobody's basement. with her. Like that was just never a comfortable situation God. for her. So to your point, in the real life, like if you really want to move on, and the reason why he was ready to move on is because the wife was about ready to go with her sister and her family members to get her own place. So that's the only reason he was ready to really, really, really get serious about his life is because, oh, the house is going to be gone soon. Right. And she's going to be gone.
1: Well, okay. Being the girl in this Mm. situation, right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe you're understanding and you Mm. can get, What's going on? Well, I want to first, I want to say, first of all, at first, like she knew what was happening, but
0: after, after about a a not too long, like it was didn't go too long. She was like, no, that's too messy. Like she definitely opted out of that situation.
1: Yeah, it is messy. It is messy because you're the outsider. Mm. That's just the straight truth. There's I don't care. too so many variables. I, I, I don't care what's going on in your relationship, it, what, separated, mm. divorce, or whatever the hell. You're the outsider. The, and the other woman, the other man who's coming into this situation, you're the outsider. Mm-hmm. So you're not privy to what's actually happening in the house. Mm. Mm. You're really mm-hmm. not. And some of these men over here, okay? Because <laughs> some of these men think that they're entitled to your body till death do you part. Period. Mm. Okay, so whether you're divorced or separated, they think that when they need their jollies rocked off, that they can go knock on your door. Ah, you know, the love from long time um, <laughs> and sliding <laughs> out of your bed and all. Of a- nah, fam. nah. It's too much. It's too close. It's too messy. Um, I know somebody who was in that situation and she got take for a lot of money. Woo! Yeah, she got take for a lot of money, okay? What situation was she in? Was she the new okay, love so, or
0: the old love? So
1: she was the new love. Okay. Right, so the guy that she was talking to, and I'll tell you later who that hmm. particular person was. But anyways, so she was talking to this dude, okay? And he was separated and about to be divorced. Like, the, the actual divorce was almost finished. It was almost complete, Mm-hmm. And he met her and they were talking and get to know each other. And after a while, she noticed, how can we never go to your house? Like, so she oh, started yes. to question things. And Ooh. and when she started to get the answers, she was like floored. She didn't know what mm. to do because at this point in time, she started to feel for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she started to put up money for him. That's a whole different topic we need to discuss in the workout <laughs> one day. Because mm. he was on that first three months don't ask me for a goddamn thing don't, I don't ask me a, I don't, i'm not a for you man so right so she got tied up in that and so he started to use her so that he could help pay for the rest of his divorce and mm. pay to go and move somewhere else so yeah. This is where it gets sticky, because even though you're separated, you're not fully divorced. And I feel like divorce means I am literally coming out of your life and you are coming out of mine. Yeah. And in this situation, she got took for a lot of money. And I'm when I say a lot of money, I'm talking about closer to five grand. Okay. Okay got take four. So it was with this belief that she's helping him to finish this divorce and that she's helping him to move out. And her being smitten by the guy, what really was interested in, you know, helping him because it made her feel better that her new boo, her new man, is out on his own and and Mm -hmm. not up underneath his ex-wife. So- Um, I feel like it's a really sticky situation. And when you're the outsider coming into the situation, you have to be very aware of everything that is happening. And that particular person you're dealing with has to make you feel comfortable. They have to. It has to be transparent. You got to tell me everything, any question that I have, uh, you know, if you want me to meet the ex wife, whatever, we need to be a hundred percent open clear in the air everybody's on the same page we can't do it any other way It it's just too messy it's too messy and you could get really caught up in it you know i know someone who who did get caught up in it she got take for five grand and now she's back at square one so so did the
0: relationship end or? it
1: didn't because eventually she started to figure out that even though they were separated and if you air quotes separated mm-hmm. he was still you know every now and then having sex with her okay right so this is the thing even though they're in the process of getting a divorce they're still living with each other M- big people have needs there's you mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're easy access right it's so familiar Right, so, and him and his wife were together for about fifteen years, so it's so familiar, it's so a part of your of who your your makeup like who you are as a person on a day to date. This person is here, so I don't know i it can be possible, but for not a long period of time, and if yes. there's somebody else that comes into the equation, it has to finish. Like you gotta oh move.
0: definitely yeah got you gotta, gotta move you on. Gotta
1: move out. If you you're no getting more...
0: serious with that person.
1: Yeah, but anyway, oh, so cool. what's your question for me? That was a good question, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was Thanks, timely. Jada. You
1: know? Thanks, Jada. Thanks, Bill. for the question.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, um, with this week, generally for ourselves personally, it was okay based on our checkup.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: generally, there is a world is there is there is like a lot of. We were talking about, like, this, yep. this whole battle going on in the Middle East is creating a, a very uncomfortable air. Yep. The air is very volatile. Let me just yep. say something like sure that. There is. A lot of, there's a lot of emotions. Hot. The emotions are running
1: high right Yes. Now, right? Yes.
0: And, you know, somebody who's... I think most people are sensitive to stuff like this. This is, like, affecting the world. But yep. I'm, I'm particularly, like, you know, I would say myself because I'm very sensitive to things that are going around me. Yeah. Um, and you know me, when things get to be too much, I, I need to check out. I need to maybe I don't know how that sounds, but I need to find peace and center myself. Let me say I want to yes. center, recenter, and kind of yes. be com- comfortable with my come Bring my energy to a level that's not volatile due to what's going on around right, me, what's in the right. news, or what's in social media, and blah 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 blah. So what I was gonna say is, what do you, what is a, what are a couple of things that you do? Um, where you find yet yeah, you center yourself, whatever that means. Basically, if there's a lot of chaos, emotions are running high, something is creating an uncomfortable feeling in you. What are like some exercises that are helpful um, that you find helpful to kind of recenter yourself and just bring back a little bit more calm and just like focus?
1: Right. Well, uh, to be honest, church is my solace. Like mm. church is where I go to to restart myself every week. Mm -hmm. And whenever Mm -hmm. I don't go, I feel it. I Mm. feel it. Um, But outside of church, right. I find that a nice long walk, like a nice Mm. long nature walk where I can enjoy God's goodness around Mm. me. Um, And it, and it's something you can do no matter what the season is. Right. It's something you can do because there's so much goodness out there. You know, um, like you were talking about earlier, the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. There's so much of God's goodness that puts you into perspective and Mm. helps you to recenter. Um, So a long nature walk is is always good. But uh, the church does help me the majority of the time. I'll be straight. And also reading, Mm. reading a book. You know why? Because it's like taking a vacation. Mm. It's a mental vacation. It's it's somewhere where I can put down the bothers of the world and step into a book where I can step into whatever time, setting,
0: character,
1: yeah. whatever. I can step into a book. Um and I mean reading in itself, right, is there's so much good in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that reading, because it helps me take a vacay, um, like, have you ever really gotten to a good book? Like, a really well, good book? Like, you lose track of time. You can, yeah. I've actually just really started getting back
0: into reading. I kind of fell off for reading for a long time. I really did. I used to be an avid reader all the way up into a little bit after my university days. And I fell off. I'm trying to get back into it, though. I have yeah, a book I've, been, I- I've <laughs> been
1: trying to get back into it more and more. Uh, You know, 10 years ago when I became a mom, it was like, okay, well... Yeah, reading's gonna have to be short and sweet, okay? Mm. Um, and we're gonna have to get to the point because <laughs> because, I, <laughs> because I don't have a lot. I didn't. I don't have a lot of time on my hands. As I, I guess when you know my child was a lot younger, like I didn't have a lot of time. But now that she's older, she's an ad She likes to read too. Mm. So I find so that her reading
0: time is your reading. Is my
1: reading time. And -hmm. um, it does help center me because I lose track of whatever is around me. Right. And so, um, but I think in terms of order, I think church, um, a nature walk and reading. That's how it would go for me. Um, Because reading, sometimes it takes a lot more to be able to. It does. Track. And it
0: depends. And depending on what you're reading, sometimes that too can trigger things.
1: Well, that's for me. Right. Yeah, that for, too. yeah. Um. So, I, yeah. So that I think, you know, church is a good place to start because yeah. it does help to focus you uh, mm-hmm. on something other than you. Right. So because sometimes that's what you need is to focus on something other than you and what is going on. And how you're feeling about it. Like if yeah. so, when I'm praising the Lord, I'm focused on praising the Lord. And mm-hmm. not, oh well, I this and that and this and like I'm not thinking about all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm more focused on praising the Lord. And so, um, and putting my whole self and my whole who all that I am into doing that, giving it my full all. So I th- I think that's what I you know, for me to answer that question, but what about you? Um, I was gonna say,
0: um, those are great. I don't go to church as much anymore, because I'm not in my, I just don't. And always look, I'm looking for a church home, but I, I don't really go to church for them uh, regularly. But um, yeah, I, but I'll put on gospel music. That's like mm-hmm. something that can help or I'll just go pick up my Bible and look at read some Psalms. That too. Yeah. Or even my daily devotionals, which usually when I get up Saturday, sorry, Sunday afternoon, usually around that time, I'll kinda do a do a little something some meditation and on on that. Um also I stay off of social media.
1: hmm
0: Like actively. Um like you said, getting outside is good. Like not just getting outside to go to the mall or anything, like you said, but like maybe just go like you said, go for a walk and be with yourself. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and something, I, 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 I'm i a very auditory person, so even having sound, so I said gospel music, then there's like, if I have really high anxiety, whatever, for whatever reason... I have, like, a playlist that I have that's, like, I call it calming instrumentals. So it's very calming. Oh, nice. I have two. One is calming voices, and one is calming instrumentals. And so those are things, especially if it's at work I'm feeling, like, edgy. Yeah. Um, I put on my noise-blocking noise headphones and put that on, and I just block everybody out, and I just listen to that. That's very helpful. And, uh, yeah, I think those are the main things. And I think really staying off social media. Social media is – I know you don't have that problem. No. Nope. Um, but even like even YouTube, <laughs> even like sometimes you could get mistake yourself when going to YouTube, like you know, so it's like curating your content for yeah. like you know, sometimes you just have to like just look like TV, like you turn off the news, like like I stopped watching the news a
1: long time. It's but, been know, at least thing, 15 years, yeah, for long me. time.
0: So like I'm that's not an issue for me, but what, something I do, do in the mornings just to not feel completely disconnected, is I listen to a radio show yeah. on CBC. Yeah, I think it's called C B C Metro Morning. Only because um, it's like a they'll they'll talk about the biggest stories. They're not gonna go on every little detail, and yeah, but they'll talk about yeah. the biggest stories in the city or internationally, and that's all I really know. Need to know, um, not to be completely disconnected, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I I say stay away from social media to avoid all that noise. Like you said, find things to center yourself, whether it's praise and worship, like you said, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or music or exercise, whatever, meditation, whatever that is. Yes. Um, so it's like, yeah, finding things to find. Basically, what I feel like all these things have together to do is like blocking out the noise and centering yourself, finding peace and gratitude, whatever that happens to be. And for, you know, we're talking about for us, we're Christians and we, you know, we're, we like to pray, you know, that we lean on our Christianity for
1: that. Amen. For to God. People, yes. Whatever that is. But, but yeah, thing, that was good. Mm, one go thing ahead. I wanted to mention, though, when you you know, um, you know, having a centered self is is very important. Balance is necessary.
0: Ooh, so important. Balance
1: is necessary. You cannot do anything without balance. Mm-hmm. You really can't. When you think about it, really think about it. Even in the world that we're in, there's balance. There's yeah. everything around us is balanced right and and when it's thrown off balance we can tell so us ourselves have to be balanced too so it is very important you know listeners that you find something that balances you and that keeps you from teeter tottering one way or the other too heavy you know you need to find something that keeps you centered um and whatever it is whether it's meditation whether it's god whether it's you know whatever it is you know, um, I'm very glad that I never got into the social media thing. Mm. I I feel like back then I, I knew something that probably people thought I was crazy, but I knew something wasn't right with this whole social media thing from the rip, from the Facebooks, yes, from, actually, the, Facebook, from yeah. the Facebooks. OK, and I'm not going to act as a hypocrite because I'm not a hypocrite. I do stay. Current. I stay current mm, in yep. other forms. Mm-hmm. Going on social media, I'm sorry, but that is not the way to stay current. It isn't. You need mm. to find other outlets other than social media because social media, to be quite honest, it's it it's, it's a pretty place toxic. It's very I can tell it's you. a lot of hate. A lot of hate, and lo- lot and of hate is very loud. Energy, a lot negative of negative and negative darkness, darkness um, <clears throat> false falsehoods, like mm, it leads you down. False- Girl, the
0: falsehood. falsehoods are word. serious,
1: bro. They're serious mm. out here in these streets. And if you don't know, if you don't have a strong enough discernment, mm. you could be pulled down that falsehood. And if you're, if you're not careful, it will, it will off balance you to the point where you can't center. Right. And so you'll need outside resources to help center you like some like a therapist or a counselor, somebody mm. who will step in and help to center you. Those falsehoods are serious and they're nothing to play with. Now, I do like I'm not a hypocrite here, people. I, I do involve myself in certain aspects of the Internet. OK, um, I don't do social media, but I do stay current. I do listen to YouTube. I listen to radio stations. I don't watch news channels. I don't do them because I I understand um, communications and and how the bigger heads, what they want us to know and what they don't want us to know is pumped through news stations. You can see that time and time again. We've talked about it on the show where they'll tell you enough to make you scared to continue to tune in. That's the point. Continue to tune in, and how do you do that? You cause fear, and when someone is afraid, they will make sure they turn on that CNN and have it running all night long. God, <laughs> okay. So it's it's very it's very you know it's an outlet where you I I, I stopped doing that a long time ago. Um, with social media, I feel like um, it's the devil's playground. <laughs> I, I've said this before. People call me conspiracy theorists all they want. I don't give a shit. Maybe these conspiracy theories are God's way of telling me you're on to something. You're mm. on to something. You're really on
0: to something because you really
1: now on, you're really on to something here, Kim. Because <laughs> the first time I ever heard a young girl killing herself because of social media, I said, "Bloody hell! Did the devil play a groan?" Because that's exactly what he he comes he seeks to do. He wants to divide and conquer. So if he can get you, and you know what I never could understand? Social media. How is it sociable if you're doing it alone? How, well, how I think can, it's how an, can it, that work?
0: It's engaged. It's like you can be here in Toronto. Yeah, right? but you're and- still alone doing it. But you're you're gonna connect, with, but you're gonna be communicating and engaging with somebody, say in India, or like you may be feel alone, but you have you feel like you have a community online. We know it, it and for and for us, it is kind of like really. But for younger people, like you said, like somebody like your, your daughter's age, or even like the Gen Zers, um, that is not that is literally how they're social now. So for us, it's kind of like you could be like side eyeing it, but in a yeah, other, end, not,
1: that's not the real world. That's not the real yeah, world. For some people, that is your real world. But it's not a real world. No, for because us we can. It, it, it's not a real world if you have to, if you can put it down. Mm. It's not. It's not a real you could we could tell each other whatever we want to tell each other. If you mm. can put that down, then it's not a real world. Mm. And and you have to isolate yourself in order to be a part of said world. Yeah. So for me that's not a real world that's that's one that has been created by all these you know big heads who are making billions of dollars off of of of, of you doing that being mm-hmm. a part of that world that is not a real world it's just not and i understand where I understand what we're living in. I get Mm. that. I get that this is the new age and this is how they communicate. However, it also stops them from communicating in the world that they're actually a part of. You're actually a part of this world here. Okay. Not the one on your phone. So I feel like that's how the devil divides because yeah, I could be communicating with someone in India But I'm doing it by myself in the world that I'm living in. Mm -hmm. So when everybody is around me, right? Like, for instance, you go to dinner with someone and they can't put down their phone to have a conversation with you.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Right?
1: So you're not in a real world that way. You know, you're you're stuck in (laughs) you took the red pill, you drank too much of the juice. (laughs) Yes, you drank too much of the ghoulies. Too much of the damn juice. So with all of that being said, we're we're just saying out here listeners that you know find something to center yourself, whatever that might be. And hopefully, you know, we were able to give you some suggestions in in and maybe a place to look or a place to start. And so we do hope that with your uh with all that being said that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show whether you lead with your heart or your mind please be thoughtful and passionate we'll talk to you real soon bye
0: bye